Maybe you should go and do some contemplating. Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is the Rose Buddies podcast. That's not. It's <laughs> very formal. That's how you would find it if you were looking for a podcast in a library. <laughs> Hello, can you direct me to where I could find the Rose Buddies podcast, please? They would say, oh, that's under TV biographies. This way. Use the Dewey Decimal System. Biographies. Idiot. Yeah, don't you think? We're like a biography of The Bachelor. Don't you think? Where except, else would we fit in the Dewey Decimal except System? Except we know almost nothing about It could be a mystery, because we don't know fucking anything about any of them. Who are these? Can you solve the secret identity of these 18 women? I certainly cannot. I'd like to think that we're, like, in between Roger Ebert and Leonard Maltin. I like to think that we are Gene Siskel. No, wait. If Gene I, Shallot? I like to think that we're two Gene Shallots. <laughs> and this rose has thorns. That's the only one you would have, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, that'd be it. <laughs> um, what a fucking action-packed thrill ride of an episode. I kept thinking, they're going to end it now. It's going to be a cliffhanger. It's going to end now. And it kept going. They got a lot done. There were two solo dates, a group date, a two-on-one one date, mm-hmm. and a cocktail party, and a rose sesh mm-hmm. at the end of the episode. Um, a lot of that came at the expense of poor old JoJo, who's just been waiting her turn. Wait in the aisle, sweet JoJo. And she got her solo date. And then that solo date was... Let's go through the whole solo date, because we can literally do it in the span of this podcast. I've picked you for the solo date. How great. I can't wait to spend time with you. Let's get on this helicopter. Oh, fuck. This helicopter knocked over our table with champagne. And now there's broken glass all over the ground. That was pretty great. Okay, let's get the helicopter. Where are we going to? I think they crashed it into a building where dinner was waiting for them. End of date. Oh, fireworks. And they were in Vegas. They were in Vegas. The whole thing takes place in Vegas. They didn't go on a special Vegas no, day. No, every single lady on that show went to Vegas this week. Um, But I've never seen a date, no kidding, maybe four minutes? Yeah. Start to, start to end? Yeah. Front to back? I can't remember anything that was said on that date that was notable. They kissed, and there were fireworks... But it was literally, they, do you think there was a, a too hot for TV actual date that happened between, because you never just go fucking mode of transportation to pretending to eat. There's always like you, there, you try to break like the Ripley's Believe It or Not record for longest on screen kiss in there, or you, you know, you, you pretend to get married, but you actually marry other people, or you go bob sledding or some shit. You do some low ropes activities and then you go to dinner. I know. Well, I think they knew they were going to dedicate 33 minutes of this episode to Olivia, and they just knew that JoJo was going to have to sacrifice her time on screen. I think they had time on screen. I think they caught it because it was too hot for TV. I think they went to like a Las Vegas dick party. What does that look like? It looks a lot like a casino, but you know in the the slot machines? Uh Uh-huh. Dicks? Yeah, mostly. So the dicks come out? Yeah, they're like, slot the, machine? like the handles you pull for the slot machines. And, you know, like the wheels go around and like they when they match up, you like if you get like three bars in a row, you get like a bunch of coins. So only the handles are dicks. Right. But the wheels are also dicks and the coins are dicks, too. <laughs> How does that currency spend? <laughs> it doesn't. It's dicks. It's like really actually imagine it in your mind's eye. Yeah, a bunch of dicks coming out of one gross. of those. It's really, really bad. 
And that's exactly ABC like did it. I'm like, why the fuck did our producers play on this date? Where did they find this serial killer bone collector that made this dick slot machine? Bone collector. I know. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. Um, I think that something heinous happened on that day, and I won't rest. I'm calling a private detective. I'm sure there's a lot in the in the Las Vegas Reno area. That can get to the bottom of this. Where did he take her? What did they do? We actually learned we had the closed captions on. We learned that JoJo's full name is Joelle. I think we, I feel like we knew that. Her middle name, her middle name, Joelle. That's how she got the name JoJo. (laughs) What if they hunted a white rhino? They hunted and killed and collected the ivory of a white rhino. And that was, and that was just too hot for TV. Yeah. Well, legally hot. Not hot. Like, I don't, I doubt that anybody would get any sexual satisfaction. I actually, I don't want to, we're putting this on the internet. Someone would get sexual satisfaction. You think Ben's a big game hunter? I think that's a sport, isn't it? Game is in there. And he does like sports. (laughs) I think he was like, JoJo, today I'd like to take you on, you know how I love sports, right? And she would say like, yeah. (laughs) of course i do be like well there's one sport i haven't tried and it's killing an animal the size of a car and then taking the ivory and i'm going to turn it into a necklace for you and she's like that sounds okay actually then they did it but then abc we've been watching a lot of unreal lately yeah yeah we're maybe three episodes into unreal it's a show about terrible people doing terrible things and that's typically not my jam but it's also a show about the bachelor and that is my jam the bachelor (laughs) um and so i think that there i could see Constance Zimmer pulling the strings from behind the scenes, the puppet master behind the curtain, pulling strings as puppet masters are wont to do. Oh, you know what we're forgetting about with JoJo? What? She did say on that date that her previous relationship was a year and a half and it ended five months before the show. She said they had trust issues and he said, did he cheat on you? And she said, there was another person that he was giving more of his time and attention to. And one of our friends... That we watched The Bachelor with was like, oh, you mean his wife? That maybe? Yeah. And, and all of like, a sudden it was like, oh, JoJo was maybe a mistress? Maybe? Maybe? Which... I'd rather be a mistress than an illegal big game hunter in the in the <laughs> wilds of Las Vegas, though. No tea, no shade, no pink lemonade. We're talking out of our asses right now. I like JoJo a lot. Yeah. She, I mean, makes, she, a, she makes a face when Olivia tells her some garbage shit. She makes a face that I wish I could, like, dip a, an extra thick, like, you remember those, like, gold uh, 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 Tostitos? Those Tostitos gold, and they were, like, extra thick, so you could get, like, a uh, hearty scoop in there? I want to dip that into her sass face that she gives Olivia and mm-hmm. serve it at the Super Bowl. <laughs> um, it was the shortest date ever, and it, which is, uh, we don't have JoJo on our fantasy no. team. Two other teams do, so... We are doing okay. Yeah, she seems like a strong contender, uh, but she, there's just, there's not a lot of fireworks there, although there were fireworks on the date. So I'd say literally there were some fireworks there. I guess there, there. were some fireworks there. Um, Moving on, what was next? The group date? Group date. Oh, this group date. Hey, America, have you gotten enough ventriloquists and puppets on TV? Because The Bachelor has some for you. Who is the guy? Terry Fader. I thought it was Jeff Dunham at first, and I. We was all thought horrified. it was Jeff Dunham at first. My fuck, my balls shot upwards into my body. They're somewhere in my like sternum right now. I'm gonna have to fish him out later because I saw a puppet and a man holding the puppet, I and I was like, Dunham! yeah. <laughs> 
Um, but no, it was some other guy and my balls were like, is it cool to come out? And I watched part of his thing and I was like, no, you guys just chill in there for a bit. I'll let you know when he's gone. <laughs> Cause boy, howdy, it was some rough stuff. He made a joke about his puppet's breasts. You can't, there's a sacred bond you have with your puppets. You can't sexually harass them. They have no agency of their own. I, I don't understand America's interest in ventriloquists. I don't get it. I can't believe it's still a viable career in Las Vegas. Do you think, and let me know if you want me to edit this out of the show. Okay. Do you think every ventriloquist, when they reach the level that, what's this guy's name? Terry Fader. Der- Terry Fader or Jeff Dunham. When they reach the level of fame and success, um, first of all, sub point, that guy's puppets look like dog shit. And so do Jeff Dunham's. Your yeah. puppets look like dog shit. You're a billionaire. Buy, make better puppets. Yeah, I know. Um, second point. Do you think a ventriloquist, when they reach a certain level of success, have a special puppet that they definitely have sex with, but they don't act with it? There's no, like, they don't act with it. They don't take it on stage with them. It's their special puppet that it's their... Period. It's their special puppet. Do you think it's it's still regular puppet size, or do you think they? Yeah, no, no, no. It's not a. It's not like a real doll. It's like a. It's just like a puppet that looks like shit, like all their shitty puppets that they're too rich to have. That, but they. The only difference between these puppets and Jeff Dunham's racist ass shitty puppets is that this particular puppet he has set aside, reserved for himself, for lovemaking. I mean, I would think definitely. Yeah. Okay. I don't think there's any question about that. I don't know if this is you being real with me or not. No, I think you spend enough time. It's like a workplace romance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually never finished The Office because it got really fucking conceptual there at the end. And honestly, hard to follow. So, so group date, group talent date, show. They show up. Jeff Dunham's there. My balls disappeared. Terry Fader. Terry Fader was there. And he revealed, we want all you to do talents. I have a bunch of props. This is not an uncommon group date. I feel like every season there's a talent show. Um, But this one was for the benefit of Terry Fader's, I guess, 1,200 nightly fans in Las Vegas. That's a lot of fans. That's a big show, man. Yeah. He's putting up huge numbers for a guy I've literally never heard of. He's like, come on up and take your pick of some props. And I was like, well, this is not going to be good. First of all... Jubilee was like, I'm going to get up there. My girl Jubilee still burrowed even deeper into my heart this episode. Dropping so much realness. She, and and that was the careful choosing of producers. There were just the right props for a lot of those women. Because she found a cello. Yeah, Jubilee in this grab bag of costumes found a cello. (laughs) She's like, I play the cello. It's like, damn, Jubilee, you are full of surprises. Uh, The twins did an Irish dance. They did an Irish river dance, which I've never seen twins do a river dance before. Mm -hmm. Everybody we were watching with was actually like, okay, that was fucking sick. Yeah, it was incredible. That was really tight. Good on you, twinsies. Uh, Lauren B. juggled. Uh, Kayla did some kind of hula dance. Um, there was a woman dressed as a clown that was on a pogo stick. I couldn't tell who it was. One of them was doing stunts where she was, like, hitting tennis balls at the girls and knocking things off their heads. And they showed that for, like, a fraction of a second. And I was like, hey, you dumbass editor of this show. That's literally (laughs) all I want to see. Yeah. Is women hitting things off of each other's heads with tennis ball tricks. Mm -hmm. That seems sick to me. Can you please show more of that? The highlight. And then Lauren H. wore, like, a chicken costume and made jokes, I think, that were chicken-related. 
Oh, no, she sang that old McDonald song, but replaced it with R.O.S.E. Rose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck. I and don't. then uh, I would say Olivia really ta- stole stole re- the show. Really takes the cake. Oh. Really takes the cake this episode. She did a cake-based thing. Yeah. We'll get to it. She spent this whole day, like, I've got a little something up my sleeve. Uh, yeah, all the women were practicing on stage, and Olivia's pulling out these, like, red sequined and feathered things, and everyone's like, what are you up to, Olivia? And she's like, like just you wait. I've got a little I've surprise. got a little something, something to show him. It's a great Olivia impression. It's not bad. Uh... <laughs> It goes on like this, and it builds and builds, and she like it, it's not just to the other to the other women. It was like behind the scenes, like over over the in the moment interviews, where she's like, "I'm just really excited to just get out there and show them what I've got." And she's doing like little shimmies for the camera, like she's really teasing. Well, here, let me break off a little like, taste, a little teasy tease. I'm gonna do a little of this and maybe a little of that, and and she's got almost her whole body out. And um, then sh- they wheel out a cake. You know it wasn't gonna go good because in yeah. the previous like this next episode on The Bachelor, it showed her having a full blown face to floor panic attack. Yes. Um. So you know that's going to go. Yeah, poorly. and she's wearing the costume you see her in, yes. so you know it happens soon. Um. I thought she wasn't gonna go out at all. Yeah. They made it seem like maybe she wouldn't even if, go on. Good God, if only. I if know. I could. Turn back time. <laughs> Fuck. That was the worst thing I've ever seen a person do. She pops out of the cake slowly. You know, yeah. have you ever seen like a woman come out of a cake? I haven't, except maybe in like boner comedies from the eighties when the things like that actually happened. You know, boner comedies, boner romps. <laughs> okay. They would make movies back in the eighties. I was like, "Come they get it." Call them boner romps. Well, not to your face, but they were boner romps. <laughs> um, except she did that, except extremely slowly. Yeah. She climbed out of the cake and just kind of like sat on the edge of the cake for a while. At one point, she tried to get back into the cake and then like, second guessed <laughs> it, which lets you know like how hard she was crushing it. And she did a little shimmy shake. But with the confidence of a person that like just learned how to stand up, it was very baby duckling. Well, and this is this is the woman who is billed as a news anchor. Like we know that she is used to being in front of a camera, and if, it seemed like she was maybe going to crush it. And then she was the just, most uncomfortable. It was like a, a sparkle motion, like the opposite of a boner rump. No, it was like a. It was like watching a like a. 10 year old girl in flag core try to do like oh daddy would you like to see my boom boom yeah i'm gonna shake my boom boom yeah here i go i'm gonna wiggle for you it was the worst it was the worst thing and ben fucking like couldn't hide his oh feelings like it was i this was a good ben episode for me yeah he needed one after i ain't that white he needed to come back in my good graces, and I'm not saying that him like making an embarrassed face is enough for the racial travesty he committed last week, but it was a small step in the right direction. Um, he just fucking burrowed into it. He just crashed into those hands and just disappeared. And she came out to do some crowd work. Read the room, Olivia. They hate it. We all hated Olivia. <laughs> 
Yeah, there's something to be said for, you know, halfway through a performance, realizing you don't have the confidence to pull this off and just bailing. Because especially on The Bachelor, you get a lot of points for trying something, failing, and knowing you failed, and just bursting into tears immediately and getting some some real good sympathy points. But she just, she follows it through, looking miserable the whole time. He hugs her. She comments later, like, you gave me a pity hug. It was brutal. It was really rough. She has a meltdown backstage because she's yeah. like, I think I really just fucked up out there. Immediately after the challenge, she's like, I'm having a panic attack. Yeah, she recovered very, very quickly. And then she tried to pivot in the in the post-humiliation like group hangout where she was like, I just did something that like I never do stuff like that. And it's like, none of those women do stuff like that. <laughs> none of them open up for fucking Terry Fader on the strip for 12K. She's like, I'm not good at being showy, which seems a little unbelievable. You're a fucking news anchor. It's yeah. you eat. You eat because you're showy. Yeah. That's that's garbage. One of those women got up and dressed up like a chicken and told shitty jokes. That's not her, like, regular. <laughs> actually, she's a kindergarten teacher. That might actually yeah. be her day to day. <laughs> but the fact remains, a lot of people were outside of their comfort zone. And but then- they didn't act like fucking babies, sexy babies. And then And then she's talking to the camera. And she starts putting various digits in her mouth. She's like, oh, I think I really messed this up. And then puts put her a hand finger in. in her mouth. She put like three fingers in. <laughs> and then she's like, what did I do? Puts another finger in. <laughs> I can't believe what just happened. Another finger. It was like the most compulsive yeah. thing I've ever yeah. seen. But it's like, you got to put something in there, right? <laughs> you got to put something in it. Like a table lamp. Uh, uh, uh. You know what she should have done is her talent. How many Nintendo 64 games do you think she could fit? Like cartridges, do you think she could fit in her mouth at once? Which one's Nintendo 64? Is that one? You see Mario Kart right there? Oh, uh, four. I, th- I would say four to six. No, but you know what she should have done for her talent? Huh? She could have been the puppet. She should have had the Terry Fader guy sit there and she would have moved her mouth a lot like a puppet. Because she's got that big, that big puppet mouth. God knows Terry Fader would have enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Fucking creep. <laughs> I think she should have gotten out there and busted out Blast Core. I think she could have busted out GoldenEye 007. I think she could have busted out Mario Kart 64, Super Smash Brothers, and Pokemon Snap. Five. Jammed them all in there. And people were like, holy shit, she got five N64 games in there. That's amazing. What would you do as your talent? I always think about this on the episodes when they have to do a talent. What would your talent be? We've been watching a lot of RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm-hmm. A lot of, a, a sickening amount of RuPaul's yes, Drag Race. Uh, I would get out there and just read the other women. Oh. I would lay them down low. That's a really good call. I would reduce them to cinders. Do you think Ben would go for that? I ben would love that shit. Are I you kidding tell. me? Yeah, I guess you're probably right. His 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 bar for comedy is very low, it seems like. Yeah. I think he would have loved the shit out of my, my particular takedown humor. No, that was smart. And we have a lot to go on, obvs. Mm-hmm. Because we're doing this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, who got the, who got the, oh, Lauren B. Got the rose on that date. Put in the work. Yeah. And Kaila, Ka- 001, put in some moves. She's getting very aggrosexual. Yeah, she uh, she she brings a fierceness to the kiss game <laughs> that like I've never. They were like walking the, when when you take somebody away when the bachelor takes you away to like have a sit down talk. 
there's like a certain like body language battle that happens between mm-hmm. she like sat down and was um, inside of him she she inspired ben to say directly to the camera that she was a quote sex panther so whatever she did in that moment to harness that energy it worked ben was buying it ben liked it but maybe she had a tennis ball in her mouth and she passed it to his mouth and he was like mm, sports <laughs> We also saw little Ben on this date. There was a puppet modeled after Ben. I don't think. And then somebody kissed the puppet. Was that? That was Lauren H. That was Lauren H. That kissed the puppet for Ben. Um, and then Lauren H. goes in for a makeout and feeds like Lauren H. does a maneuver. Feeds like half of her hair into his mouth. She. I can't. If you didn't watch last night's episode, imagine you're holding the left side of your hair in your left hand. And you reach in to kiss somebody, and you put, like, your hair in between your mouths so that he's just getting, like, a big, big, big <laughs> wad of hair in there. It was the craziest mo- – like, I know that the secret to good kissing is changing the texture and heat of each kiss. Um, Wait, tell me more about that. What you know, you, you drink, like, some hot tea, and then you go in for a kiss – and it's hot, and then you. But what's that behind the couch? You have a secret bottle of ice cold Arizona iced tea, and you drink that. And you're like, "Hey, let me get another kiss." And it's you confuse them. Like, ah, oh, what? I was expecting another warm kiss, but no, this one was very cold. Is this week's sponsor Arizona iced tea? No, no. This is just these this, are just these are just your kiss tips. Yeah, I figured like we could give out dating tips on this show too. No, okay, we're still feeling out the space. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you let your lips get real wet. <laughs> And you give them a kiss like that. You get the wet lips. But then you, you purposefully go like 30 minutes without taking a drink of anything or licking your lips. And you let them get just super duper duper dry. And then you kiss them like that. Whoa, they're super dry now. It's all about adding the texture. It's all about adding the temperature and flavor. But flavor is another lesson. Why I was saying she put her hair in there to add a weird texture. <laughs> Maybe he liked it. I mean, he seemed to. They really, they really went to smooch town. Was that their first kiss? Oh, God, who can say? Who can fucking he say? He has really turned into a kiss machine. From night one, and he was supposed to be the kiss-free bachelor. Mm-hmm. I was very excited. Let these women talk for once. Yeah. Um, so that's the group date. And then it's Becca, right? Uh, yeah, Olivia stole him away a second time. And he was like, you got to stop this you have yeah, to stop she keeps this. apologizing for her performance and how bad it was and he keeps telling her it really wasn't that bad which was very nice of him to say very very sweet of him that's got <laughs> kindness uh i think olivia uh, like olivia is not the villain right we can say that right olivia's just no. like olivia's just a fucking weird beard and that's yeah. fine like I'm, I'm usually very much into that it's just a weird position where they try to make the weird beard be like the be like the villain just because she's like the rest of the women aren't getting along with her but as we said last week like most of the women seem very um mean like very yeah very uh ex- ex- exclusionary uh and so i think that that is the case uh, I think that Olivia is getting a, a rough editing treatment. I think she says a lot of whack shit, but not like mean shit. Amber was saying the most mean shit. Yeah. 
No, Amber, at first I, I was really, I, I wanted to see Amber in a kind light and assume that she was being manipulated into taking these mean actions. But over and over again, she was her making little comments, just kind of little jabs here and there. And the reason she didn't get the villain treatment is because she would say around the other uh, around the other women, and the other women would be like, yeah, fuck Olivia. Yeah. Like, all right, cool. Cool house. Yeah. Um, Becca's solo date. Becca's solo date. So the funny thing about Becca's date, all the women know right away that it is going to be a wedding themed date because a big box shows up with a wedding dress. And, um, and then Jubilee says something really funny because there's this whole thing of like, Oh, they're going to go and, and Ben's in Vegas and they're going to have this wedding date. And Jubilee is talking about Becca and how she is a virgin. And Jubilee says, well, you know, if she hasn't lost it in 26 years, it's not going to happen today. It's not going to, she said, it's not going to happen in six hours. Yeah. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> I also love that Becca got a big box with a wedding dress in it. And I made the joke of, wouldn't it be great if there was a note in there? It was just like, Becca won. <laughs> yeah. That's it, everybody. Go home. <laughs> Ladies, go home. It's cheaper to fly out of Vegas. That's why I brought you here <laughs> yeah. first. Everyone go home to your respective cities and houses, except for Becca. Of course, you are now my bride. Surprise. Surprise. This is happening today. Uh, he gets down on one knee at the chapel mm -hmm. and says, will you marry other people with me? Yeah. He says he's or he's ordained and they're going to marry people. Today. Funny, funny goof. Very much into it, Ben. Maybe don't do it to the person who was the runner-up in the last yeah. season of The Bachelor. Yeah, I mean, this is a show where the goal is literally to get proposed to, so it seems a little cruel. Maybe you gave her some flashbacks to the time that that <laughs> yeah. did not happen to her last year. Yeah, she she rolls with it, for sure, but you can see there is that moment on her face, like, oh my god, what is happening? And, yeah. There, were some, there was some forced stuff. It didn't feel good. The Becca and him thing. Although they did get in a mode of transportation, and then a thing happened, and then they went to get dinner somewhere else. Supp supporting my theory that JoJo and him had yeah. a secret, weird sex date. Yeah, I am curious about that. I'm curious about that, too. If you're a producer on this show and you're a fan of the podcast, thank you. But also, what they do. Big game hunting. Big game hunting. Hunting the most dangerous game. Las Vegas. Aerialist. Aerialists. Oh, that is a dangerous game. <laughs> Fucking flipping through the air. It's like, pull. <laughs> I bet they're tricky to get, huh? They dress up in like a giant baby outfit, and you don't know where to shoot them at in that thing. Um. Uh, so they they um, perform four to six weddings, it seems like. We lost track. They It just wasn't popping between the two of them. It didn't feel like. They went in for a kiss, and she was like, this will be us one day. And I don't even think she believed that shit. No. Um, the thing, the thing that happened. Oh my god! That Griffin made sure that I made note of. There are a few couples. They they seem perfectly nice couples. They have some kisses. They they say I do. They perform a ceremony that binds them legally for life. Uh, and then there there is a, a couple, a, a young couple, a, a, a very pleasant looking couple. He looks a bit nerdy. She looks very shy, and. They get married. I don't know how to describe what happened. You know, you said it really well earlier. So he he does several kisses. He does a few kisses, which, first of all, one to three. If This is a marriage tip. If At your wedding, one to three kisses. 
you may now kiss the bride, or you may now kiss your, my dad married us, said, Rachel, you may now kiss your husband. And she was like, all right, tight, here I go. Our first kiss ever. No, I'm just kidding. We kissed a lot before that. <laughs> a lot. A lot. Uh, it was like, mwah, 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 done. His shit. I don't think it was even that many. I think it may have been two. This fucking guy goes one to the left cheek, one to the right cheek, and then like 17 in the middle real quick. So you said he was calibrating, which I think was a yes. good way to phrase it. Like, like where mwah. is and the now center? I, Here it let is. me kiss the nose. Triangulation. I must kiss you on the on the perfect on the perfect parallel. She seemed really resistant to it. I think he was, As she should. He was not getting the signals. Because he just did a whistle-stop tour of her face. <laughs> uh, it was rough. The whole date was rough. She still um, got that rose, though. Yeah, so... It after, was going so bad that I was, like, certain she was not going to get the rose. And so after that, they go to this neon graveyard in Vegas where all the old neon signs were. Um, ben asks her how this time is different than last time. She says, I care so much more. Ouch, Chris Yeah, Souls. sorry, Chris. Uh, and then he actually, he wants to check out with her. Hey, I know you're a virgin. I'm not. Um, is that okay? And she's like, oh yeah, no, no, it's not, you know, I just need, I need to find a guy that isn't, you know, the whole time, you know, thinking about, and she's like, oh, you know, like jumping, jumping bones. And he's like, oh yeah, you know, like, like, or some, something, there was jump their bones came into it. He said jump their bones, and then, like, literally in the same breath where he said jump their bones, he's like, because God does factor into it, which is like, chase your bliss, stand in your truth, whatever. Maybe not in the same breath as, like, jump their, <laughs> jump bones. their bones. I mean, Song of Solomon gets pretty sweaty, but I don't think <laughs> my dog is like, I jumped her palm her palm tree-like bosom as the the olive oil of her flesh. Anyway. <laughs> read your bibles folks uh and then they make up little vows to say to each other and she says that she'll always tell him he's great uh pretty good vow yeah and that i mean that was it 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 seemed like i mean she a seems, bad date yeah i agree like a bad date like she they seems don't like more, each other so she was on chris soul's season she seems a lot more into ben than she was into chris um that's not true i think so she's the fucking runner-up of that season i know but she never seemed into chris it seemed like he was always chasing her I guess so. I I just she's 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 not very she's not a very interesting person. She seems perfectly lovely, but this is a show like about big personalities. And it's like I I maybe she just has a regular personality and it's just getting lost in the shuffle a little bit, but more than that, it just doesn't seem like they they get along very well. Yeah, I just don't understand why she came back. I don't understand why she can't. She's, I don't understand why fucking anybody comes back to this she's show. She's 26 years old. You know, she's not at an age where it is you know, less common to be single. Seems like she should try her hand at a less invasive form there, of dating. There are things that happen in this show that are, I can turn my brain off and just enjoy them. And then there are things that happen in this show that just, you see that you see those constant Zimmer strings getting pulled so tight and you see like the craft of it all. And it actually makes the show a little bit less enjoyable for me. Cause I have to pretend that, some part of it is real and shit like people coming back the fact that yeah. it happens every season yeah. is fucking crazy to me because if they're trying to say this is a show where a person picks between 26 people selected from half of the world's population yeah. and it's like then you pick fucking amber and becca again yeah. from the world's population 
Yeah. Is it just nobody's coming out to audition for these shows anymore? Like, what's the fucking deal? I, I really think it's like a, it's like a way of cementing your audience of like, did you like last season? Did you like Becca? Well, she's back. Did you like Becca, who like wasn't especially exciting? And Amber, who literally nobody remembered who she was until she was in Bachelor in Paradise? Like, yeah. It's a weird, it's a weird system. Nick, I get, because Nick is kind of like that. You get that bad boy. He, I guess he's got a handsome face. Bring back Nick. All right, Nick's back, everybody. Ooh, Nick's back. And then you yeah. have that whole meta fiction of like they met at a party once and then they had this thing going. This time it's just like, and eh, here's Amber Becca. You know them. You love them. Do you love them? I oh, <laughs> love them. I want to stop talking about this because I want to talk about the twins date. We saw it a mile away. I think I literally said in the last episode this exact situation was yeah. coming. Yeah. So Emily and Haley, I've been complaining week after week that we don't know anything about them. We just know they're twins. And how do they expect to ever become close to Ben if they don't differentiate themselves? Well, Ben. Ben gets- listened to our episode last week. He's like, <laughs> good point, Griffin and Rachel. I can't date siblings. That's fucking crazy. And they're in, they happen to be in Emily and Haley's hometown of Las Vegas. Do you think they knew? And they're like, we're going to Vegas. They're like, ah, fuck. I don't think so. I Ho- would. Hometowns is not something that happens this early ever. No, I know. But this wasn't a hometown. If it was, it was the shittiest hometown but date literally ever. their mother. Yeah. That's pretty intense. They went, the date was, they. he literally got them in a whip. They drove to their house. He chilled on their beds with them, hung out with their mom's sick, sick-looking dogs. Yeah, the fattest dog. <laughs> the fattest, most unhealthiest-looking dogs I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> What if at the end of the credits is like, this This episode is in loving memory of that dog? Of Hambone. <laughs> we miss you, Hambone. Um, uh, God, those dogs look so sick. <laughs> oh, my God. These rotten, terrible dogs. Anyway... <laughs> Um, they, they went to their, their house and like this, if, if you thought JoJo's date was like moved at breakneck speed, like brace yourself for the most slapdash two on one, which are usually like these blood sport drawn out battles to the death. Yeah. And I thought for sure they were going to have a whole episode, a very twins special dedicated to this. And it lasted like eight minutes it seemed like housekeeping like okay uh we got to give out three roses and then i don't know figure out one of the twins the only thing i can figure is that they told ben like here's how it's gonna go down and ben was like fuck that no way i'm not gonna torture these women in front of their mom what the fuck's wrong with you and so they got very little usable footage can you imagine how that must have felt that must have felt like hunger games because he took each of them aside had like i don't know maybe 10 minutes and they both must have known the whole time. Like, it showed it. them each one of them talking to their mom. Like, how's it going with you? Like, it's going bad, moms. <laughs> yeah, it's going super shitty. She's like, tell me about it. I have two dead dogs lying on me. So, so prior to this, all we know, Emily was the soccer goalie in last episode, and she killed it. Holy shit! That makes so much more mm-hmm. sense now. I was wondering what data he used. Yeah, because we have no reason to think either of them is in the lead, but all of a sudden, Emily is on the bed with ben and talking about how you know i know i feel like we're getting closer than you and Haley are you know and and i just i you know it's i know it's hard for Haley, and she's having a hard time and you're like what is she talking about how could they be closer this is the first solo time we've seen with yeah. either of them with ben on camera Haley's solo time is they walked into a room 
And he just kind of like walks around like pointing at things like, oh, are these your friends? Is this your boyfriend? Your ex-boyfriend? She's like, oh, yeah, that's my ex-boyfriend. And then he walks to the other side of the room and is like, this is also your ex-boyfriend. And she's like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know why they didn't take these down. Who's they? It's your fucking room. (laughs) Yeah, in your mom's house, I guess, which seems... They're 23. It's it's not great, but it's whatever. But they have little kid beds. That's not like... Based on that data that Haley's still in love with her ex-boyfriend and that Emily is fucking super good at stopping balls and going from nets... Going in the next. Well, and then he talks to their mom, and their mom says... Emily, take her. Emily is the dominant twin, which I thought was interesting. She said that like it was such a common expression, like there's always a dominant one. Um, well, yeah, everybody's a dominant twin that they ate their other twin. <laughs> Most of us, when we come out and we're just singles, craft singles, it's because we ate the other person. Well, I am an only child, yeah, so... Yeah, well, you were until you... I mean, you were a twin. You were a twin. You absorbed a twin in the womb. Most of us do. What about... So the twins that both survive... Just weren't hungry. <laughs> and that's why they're not winning Bachelor, because they're not hungry. They're, they're not, not hungry putting enough. putting in the work. Uh, so, yeah. So the mom says, Emily's the dominant one. Haley takes a while, but once you get to know her, she really warms up. Well, Ben doesn't have that kind of time. No, he does not. He's a man. He, on, he is a man on a mission. <laughs> he cuts Haley. He, like, sits them all down. With their sad dog. It's, it's Emily. It's Haley. It's Emily and Haley's mom. Is there four just decrepit dogs? Yeah, just four right. just... Just grotesque, ground-up mutants. <laughs> and he sits him down and he's like, I can't progress with both of you because I've been listening to a podcast. And there's a young man on that podcast <laughs> who told me how fucking crazy that is to date siblings <laughs> and how gross it is. And so I can't move on unless I say goodbye to Haley. Just like right there. Just like right in front of yeah. the dogs and the mom and the sisters and God and everyone. Yeah. So everybody starts crying. But then Emily's kind of like... You know, they get in the limo after it's over, and Emily's kind of like, yep. Yep. Good call. <laughs> it's me. It's, but she doesn't get a rose. She doesn't get a rose on the two on, which is fucked up. She yeah. does get a rose at the rose ceremony. But what's more fucked up is she's not going to win. Like, no. And they have to know she's not going to win. He should have sent them both home. That's fucked up. Like, when they were crying, I felt emotional. I felt sad. Not because I had any, like thought that they had any sort of romantic connection at all but it's your sisters and they probably hang out constantly and now they can't because she don't get a cell phone in that house and now they're separated yeah. because of Ben's selfishness and he's just gonna send her home what next week probably was that worth the, the sisterly schism absolutely it was not well i you know i don't know he did say he was attracted to both of them <laughs> good luck on hearing that yeah S- Ugh. It was a bad situation. It was a dumb idea. I get, like, why... But at first blush, if I was a casting director, you know what we haven't done yet? Twins. Yes! That's a great idea. Let's do twins. And then that's the last thing you heard about it, and you didn't have a single other person there to be like, oh, no, that's actually not going to work at all. Like, it's not even going to be good TV. It wasn't good no, TV. No, it wasn't. Fucking nothing happened. They didn't talk, ever. No, because they were perfectly nice women. Like, they weren't... I think the producers maybe expected them to be, like, a little more, I don't know, competitive or or, or feisty with the other ladies. But, but of course they were. Like, that, that's what I was talking about after that first episode, when all the women were like, we gotta compete with twins? <laughs> and I was like, how is that a, a fucking advantage at all? Yeah. 
It's not. They're two human beings that are have the same parents. Well, that just speaks to the the contestants this season, right? They're so paranoid about anything being it, an advantage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's also like I can also see it's why I don't think that the real bachelor is as mean as Unreal makes it seem. It's because in Unreal, these twins would have like, you know, talked shit about each other yeah. and like, you know, backstabbed. And if the show is as uh scripted to be as horrible as as Unreal would make you think, then I think the twins' shit would have gone down in a way, way gnarlier way. Um, it was still gnarly, but not just not for the reasons I expected it to be. Just how just how much it like petered out, and I knew like that was so not worth it. Gang. Yeah, it wasn't a date. That's what was so sad. Is is it was presented to the twins of like he wants to spend some time with both of you, and they just go to their house and get ambushed, and Ugh. then ritualistically. Picked apart. Uh, what happened at the cocktail party? Anything? I feel like Almost nothing. Tame. Olivia tries again. She brings some cake and and says, if I'm, good. I'm, I'm not good at jumping out of them, but I sure can eat them. I bet you can. And, and, <laughs> and she tries to apologize again for her poor cake performance. And then Ben is like, oh, no, I think it's endearing. You're cute. Don't apologize. Please stop apologizing. Stop fucking apologizing. Yeah. Uh, she says, I'm falling for you. Yeah. To Benjamin. And Ben's like, cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, and JoJo's like, what'd you do in there? How'd you-? First of all, JoJo, with a weird line of questioning, how did you start in there? Is that something that they all say and you just don't see I, it on camera? I'm assuming that Olivia and JoJo are actually relatively close. And Olivia's like, hey, hey, tonight I'm going to go back to Ben. I'm going to tell him I'm really serious about him. And so as soon as she got out, JoJo's like, well, what'd you say? How'd she's you like, do it? falling for you. And she's like, JoJo says some dope shit. She's like, I wouldn't say that unless I knew it was requited. And well, and she also says, like, we haven't done a lot of talking because we've had these really passionate moments, but we haven't had a lot of time to talk. JoJo, I want to <laughs> dip some fucking Frito scoops in your face. <laughs> Which was just like making clear, like, we're too busy making out. We haven't really talked about our relationship. Um, Jubilee Jubes was talking about her doubts. A lot of, like, necessary reassurance. I still love Jubes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and then he's like, no, like, I feel really, really good about us. Yeah, and she you're pretty, gives, you're smart, she you're She gives funny. him, like, a big hug. It was a real sweet moment. Yeah. Big Jubilee fan. Yeah. Um, the more, the more, I in the in the preview for next week, it makes it seem like she has a bit of a, a step backward. And it showed Ben, like, talking to Jubilee, like, how do you think that makes me feel? Um, so maybe things aren't gonna you know stay this good but like for for a minute there in these past two episodes i've been thinking like what if she's the next bachelorette like i'm pretty sure it's gonna be kaila 001 because mm-hmm. she was engineered for it but if if what that one director said that they were going to have a diverse bachelorette like could, could be jubes i really like her i feel like she she plays really really well to the camera and it's like super duper endearing she kind of reminds me of how like when Caitlin wasn't the bachelorette, she was just like a contestant and how I, I, I was endeared. Yeah. So constantly. Yeah, but if she got put through the bachelor yeah. machine, maybe all the all the goodness would be juiced out. Good point. Uh so Amber and Rachel go home this week. Typically when women leave, you feel a little sorry for them, and they show Amber sitting on one of the lounge chairs by the pool just really having a sob fest, and I like couldn't feel anything. Couldn't at feel all. it, no. Because she was just, like, super duper mean. And she never seemed really into Ben. She just seemed to hate the other women. <laughs> I don't even think that's true. I think that another miracle of editing. I, I think that they just maybe just 
tried to make her seem that way. If they did, they did not do a good job. They, I feel like you, you're seeing a little bit of that semblance of, of puppeteering happening. But it's just not very good. Like, yeah. There aren't that many good characters No, yet. and that's true. Like, none of these women actually seem like villains. I think that's what's so weird about this season. Usually there's some women and they say some really awful shit. And you're just really comfortable and thinking, like, oh, they're just not really nice people. Right. That happened with Lace. And then that happened. That lasted two episodes. And Lace was like, yeah, I'm just actually super uncomfortable. I'm a really yeah. uncomfortable person. Bye. And I think that's part of what feels so icky about this season is that the women aren't bad. They're just capturing they're their, just bored their worst moments these women are so bored <laughs> are. can you fucking chris harrison would you just throw a big sudoku book in yeah. the front door and just like <laughs> watch them just they claw get, like at a it? big thousand piece puzzle they get to work on just give them something let them all have a bunch of big jawbreakers that they like, can suck <laughs> give them some sort of like, like a correspondence course let them learn calligraphy <sighs> let them sort coins <laughs> did you know inside of every coin star there's actually a bachelorette in there <laughs> you dump all your coins in and they're like oh good this this feeds into the kaila zero zero one right yeah she's the best at it um uh it was like we've been going on a while uh it's just like so much shit happened this episode yeah it felt it felt like a lot was accomplished which i'm glad like I think that there aren't that many great characters this season. And that probably means once they whittle them down a bit, they're going to keep Olivia on forever. Rachel still was second guessing my draft choice of Olivia, despite the fact that she was our number one point getter, despite the fact that she like didn't get a solo date and didn't is kind of incompetent. Yeah, she brought a lot of points. This she week. gets a lot of FaceTime and obviously they're going to keep her on forever. Like that's a lock till at least the four or three position. Um, but I feel like it's going to slow down pretty bad just because you don't have you don't have those like big, strong personalities so much. And I think they're maybe moving through shit a lot faster than they usually would um, as a result of that. Like, well, and there's still some people there that I don't know anything about. Like Jennifer is still there. Yeah. I don't know really who she is. Leah is still there. Nothing. Um. And we have not seen almost any time with them, so... I haven't seen much Amanda, either. Yeah. I think she gets Amanda's some stuff next week. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of ball game left to play. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm feeling much better about our fantasy league, though. Yeah. Lauren B... We got three points last week. It was very, very bad. This week, we got, what, 59? Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. Lauren B and uh, Ben really kind of cemented their relationship, um... I mean, he gave her that rose on the group date, and then she kind of affirms to him that was the greatest date, and and he uh, it wasn't really into you it. You juggled, you juggled in front of the crowd there to well, see no, a pervert puppeteer. She's talking puppeteer. about their their hot tub date. Oh yeah, as yeah. the greatest. Still, were, were they, they're still reminiscing on that. Where they they chilled out in a hot tub in a post apocalyptic nuclear <laughs> wasteland. Um. Yeah, she's gonna win the show. She's gonna win the show. Olivia's gonna make it to four. Top four will be Olivia, Kaila, Lauren B, JoJo? Yeah. I mean, that seems solid to me. I still am not convinced Olivia will make it that far, but... She will. I mean, I see why you would... Why you would She's at least going to make it to destinations. That's for sure. I'm not talking about Las Vegas. Las Vegas isn't a destination. What about Jubilee? Did you leave her out? I don't think she's going to make the top four. You think she's going to remove herself? I think she's going to have a bad week next week. That's all I'm going to say about that. And I'll be heartbroken. I will be heartbroken. I think she's earned more, like, 
endearment credit with the crowd than like probably anybody else this season. So we know at least she'll be in Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. But that's a double-edged sword because you well, can make a real boob yourself in Paradise. I can't imagine Jubilee would want to do Bachelor in Paradise. That seems like exactly the kind of thing that she would not like. She already hates all this, like... I think she would fucking thrive. Are you kidding me? This lady stuff. This, like, we're all ladies together. Well, yeah, that's because there's only one man. Oh. Bachelor in Paradise, you've got yourself so many options. That's and you get true. to also, you just get to, like, chill on a beach and get drunk on the best mixed drinks ever. That's true. Are we going to do episodes during BIP? Yes. Tight. <laughs> um, I think we should wrap up. Yeah, that was our show this week. I'm sorry this episode of the podcast wasn't very good. I didn't have Super Water Zero, and it, like, is all that keeps me going during But that. we talked a lot about uh, the scoops, the Tostitos. Can, can, can I try this Hanson sparkling lime juice? I like a sparkling water. Griffin is not as big of a fan. <laughs> it's a little too bitter. It tastes like 7-Up that somebody poisoned. <laughs> a little too bitter for Griffy. <laughs> I'm going to go get some... Sugar water. <laughs> Sugar water. Pour it in there. Yucky. Why do you like that? <laughs> I like a savory. I like a savory beverage. Ooh, tastes like ceviche leavings. I I feel like it has a, a natural kind of citrusy taste to it. Let me take a third drink and maybe that'll. Be okay. <laughs> I actually really like that sip. <laughs> you just watched my palate evolve directly in front of you. I'm really excited about that. I still hate it, and I still miss Super Water Zero. We gotta buy, like, a 30-pack and just, like, put them in the garage. Or, like, put a little mini-fridge in your office here. Until they start sending us free Super Water Zero. And it can't be vitamin water. If you buy vitamin water, I'll throw it in the sewer. I'll throw it at our neighbor's house as hard as I can and make them just explode like I used to do in high school. Wait, what? This is the end of Rose Buddies. It's on iTunes now, I think. Hopefully. I submitted it to them, and they're like, we gotta check it. Oh, another Bachelor show, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Not enough of these. We'll see. Um, yeah, it's on iTunes now. Rose Buddies. We're Rose Buddies cast on Twitter. I haven't tweeted from that yet. Thanks thanks to everybody that has been tweeting it and talking on Facebook about how much they like the show. That's really exciting. Somebody tweeted at us during the episode today. Um, apparently, there was a Manwich advertisement. Yeah. You weren't watching. I was watching that. It seemed totally out of place. They were like, things that are common between Bachelor and Manwich. And show women talking like, he's so cute. And it showed a check mark next to Manwich. Yeah. Manwich, that's a stretch, dog. <laughs> Give me back my fucking tied bleachable and moments. They, and then, oh, that's a good point. Then they showed like a, a banquet table with just a big old Sloppy Joe on it and a bunch of candles lit. Like, here's your romance food. It's a Sloppy Joe. There's a long commercial. Do you think maybe that was involved in the canceled JoJo date? It was Manwich themed. Oh, they ate Sloppy Joes together. Yeah. And it was Or probably... they had to feed Sloppy Joes to each other. And what else? They can't or, just be. Or, or it was like an exclusive peek at a new flavor of Manwich that, that the. What other flavor? The Bachelor. Well, and then they, they canceled it because it was so awful. <laughs> it was like Cool Ranch Sloppy Joe. And everyone's like, this is disgusting. And they're like, well, we can't use any of this footage. Yeah. That sounds like a good date. <laughs> That's it for Rose Buddies. We're going to stop the episode now. Thank you for listening. We'll be back next Tuesday with another hot wrap-up of the, of the Bachelor starring Ben Higgins. Don't listen to any other Bachelor podcast. We'll know if you do. See you next week. Stay with us on this journey of joy. Spoiler alert! She ends up with Soldier Boy. Right,